welcome back to Brain Injury Bites. We hope you had a very Merry Christmas and a fantastic New Year. Hiya and welcome to Brain Injury Bites, where we provide help and advice for people after a brain injury. My name's Brooke and I've lived with a traumatic brain injury since 2007. Hi, I'm Ashwani and I'm a trustee at Headway Warrington. I'm also a senior associate solicitor focusing on catastrophic injury, including brain injury. So in this episode, we're going to be talking about the importance of not comparing yourself to other people. Um, this ties back a little bit to what we were discussing um, around socialising and the the overall idea of love and belonging, feeling like you want to, you need to fit in. But equally, it's important not to compare yourself to others. Um, Brooke, I'd like to talk to you really about some of your experiences, particularly around social media. Um, I think it's fair to say that, especially in this, this day and age, um, it's so easy to go online, look at what other people are posting and co- e- immediately compare yourself and think about what you might be missing out on. So I had my injury in 2007 that was about the time when uh, social media was kicking off really i remember it was like all just starting up we were just like everyone was getting accounts there was there was facebook there was something called bebo so <laughs> yes. people remember that and um it was something when i i got discharged home from hospital i come back to scarborough i was in um i had, I had a laptop and an internet connection really and um I and a lot of free time probably and a lot, hell of a lot of free time yeah and it wasn't structured free time. I mean, I was just, I was like in and out of bed. I was just always exhausted. It was it was quite well. It was depressing, really. But um, the one thing that I kept going back to, besides Jeremy Kyle in the morning, which I never, <laughs> never do, what you just end up doing. One thing I kept going back to was on this laptop and looking on um, looking on Facebook on Bieber, and um, you know the idea is not to compare yourself, but try telling that to somebody who's got a week of free time a week of free time is is it's a long time and um so you, you know you tell yourself you, you tell yourself you're not going to but you always do mm-hmm. and you look and you just to be honest it was my window of the outside world and you know, my only real way of communicating mm. and i found at the time i had like um i had quite a bad speech impediment and um I used to stutter and stammer a lot and i couldn't not the, 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 i wasn't very articulate with my my, my um my speech didn't flow very well, and I found if if I met somebody, I would obviously get, I could get that like pent up with anxiety that I couldn't really get my words out. Mm. But on on social media, I found that between every, you know, it's not free flowing conversations that you get. It takes you as long as you take it takes to type an answer, so you got a few more, a few extra seconds at least to think about everything that you were going to say. And I found that. On that, I could become, I don't want to say quite witty, but like quite, you know, it was all right. I could com- communicate again mm. with people. And um, it was something that I got confidence in. I think people maybe would, would think I was um, like quite witty or whatever. And then, you know, they'd meet me in real life and I was just like a, a stammering, stuttering mess. But um, it was, yeah, on, on, um, on Facebook, I was able to, be someone else. Yeah, I suppose it's easy to kind of curate a persona almost and you, you've got the opportunity to delete and start again, which you wouldn't exactly, have yeah. when you're face-to-face yeah. with somebody. And I think that's the thing about social media is that people don't realise what might go into 
putting a post together or putting a response together. Um, but, you know, it, it, even now, I mean, we see how people with with social media being as prolific as it is, it's not actually that instantaneous. People might spend <clears throat> hours curating um, yeah. the, the personas that they want to put across, the information that they want other people to see. Um, and then, but you will see it as an instantaneous thing. Exactly, yeah. And then, you know, for anything, people could go back and I used to, I was a stickler for like having perfect English on my, on my post and stuff, <laughs> and, you know, so I came across really well. And um, you get the choice and you get the opportunity to edit what you want to put, what you want to put out and mm. how you're going to come across. Yeah. And I suppose, I mean, it's an important point though, the, the fact that you could um, spend time communicating, I suppose from an anxiety management point of view, there were some benefits there because rather than get anxious about speaking to somebody face to face, you could take your time, breathe. You didn't have to post something straight away. If you wanted to go back and delete it and start again, you could. And even if after the event, you can post something and then delete it. Um, so it can help, I suppose, to to build up confidence in social interactions. Yeah, you don't get you don't get the opportunity to see like your if you've had a conversation with someone, you don't get you you've got whatever you say, you say it there and then. Whereas if you if you've had it on social media, you get the chance to look at it, you get the chance to analyze it, what mm. you know, what other people might think about it, and then you can go back and you can edit it and you don't get to do that in real life. No. But I suppose picking up on that point of analysis, there's also a danger that it can become something of an obsession um, and yeah. that you can overanalyze and spend a lot of time, um, you know, obsessing over tiny details. And and that could also be quite bad from a mental health point of view. Be very bad, yeah. Um, I suppose uh, thinking about nowadays as well with um, things like Instagram, which wouldn't have been around when you were um, first recovering, um, and there, you know, it's it's all very visual. Um, the point of Instagram is that, that it's visual. So um, people do try to put their best selves forward um, and really curate um, images that are very far from reality. They, it's not about seeing the sort of the warts and all kind of picture. It's, it's um, you know, everything on the best day with all the filters applied. But for someone who's, um, you know, looking at those posts, you don't necessarily think about the many filters and airbrushing and, you know, the perfect hashtags that have been put together. You, you just see an image and it's very easy to kind of go, oh, that's not me. I want to be like that. Absolutely, yeah. I'm guilty of it myself. I don't put... You know, if, if there's 10 photos and eight of them look quite bad, I'm going to put the, the two on that look pretty good. And some sometimes photos look really good and, you know, they don't necessarily even look like me, but, you, you know, you want, you want they, are, they are nice photos and they make you look good, so you put them on. Mm. And that's, I think it's easy to remember, easy to forget, sorry, that that's what everybody does. Yeah. Um, everybody puts the best self forward. And so I remember, like, God, it'll have been... 2007 2008 i was just looking at these there were all these people's best photographs hmm. i didn't think they would be the best photographs i just thought they were their normal lives and i thought everybody was just so good looking and everybody had these perfect lives did it make you feel inferior absolutely yeah 
Yeah, I mean, my, I guess mental health wasn't very good at the time. I mean, I was just, I was very sort of low in mood. Whether I was actually depressed or not, I don't know. But um, I was just, it was come time when I was just getting used to this fatigue. I was just exhausted all the time. And um, all I could think about was how exhausted I was, how it was never going to get any better. Um, and I was going to be like this, I was considering being like this for the rest of my life. Of course, you see photographs of people, you know, starting families, doing these things, um, going on holiday. All, all, all I ever saw was people having a great time mm. and I was having such a bad time. So you didn't really think about it logically. You didn't think about it that these people were having, you know, they, they had bad times as well. And these were only the, the few seconds highlights of their yeah. week. Yeah. You just saw all these happy faces looking at you and you just thought you could think about how miserable my life was so um it was just not good for me yeah and I suppose yeah comparing yourself your situation to other people's and perhaps also that feeling of missing out that you you weren't there having those good times with other people as well FOMO fear of missing out I still get that now yeah (laughs) so what did you do then to try and distract yourself from um, spending all your time on social media and comparing yourself to others. I remember there was like one particular moment when um, I was, th- so I'd read this thing um, online, a brain injury heals for three years. After that, the only improvements that you can make are techniques you can use to, to manage it. And I was just hoping for this, um, I was just hoping for this miracle really. And it was like, went right up to like the last night of the three year mark and I was holding I was just hoping that the next day I was going to be better <laughs> and obviously when I wasn't it was I, I slipped sort of into a, a bit of a bit of a depression mm-hmm. I, I went out one night and I went for a, a little run um just like a mile circuit on South Cliff in Scarborough now where I lived and um it was just it wasn't particularly far but it was something I did it every night at the same time and honestly I, it was after about a week I don't know after a few weeks I just felt so much better. So you threw yourself into your fitness and did you find that that was a good way of distracting yourself or did you find that that was another way of distra- um, of comparing yourself to other people? I suppose a bit of both really, but it was, on, on the whole, it was good, I think. Just moving away from the theme of social media um, and comparing yourself and just flipping the comparison uh, comparisons to other people how I hear it quite often um that you know they may um be suffering with the effects of fatigue for example and people around them will kind of I don't know whether it's a misguided um way of trying to empathize will sort of say oh yes you know I I also get really tired or I also have problems with my memory I think that's a classic thing that people with brain injury go through it's um to be honest, I don't think anybody's trying to make you feel bad. It's just quite often, you know, I didn't, I didn't know what brain injury was myself. In some ways, I still don't. But um, people just say that. I think they try. Yeah, I think they try and maybe empathise with you, saying that I feel tired too. It is. It's. It was just. It was like a tiredness that I'd never known before. It's just like an absolute exhaustion. It's something I've been trying to explain to myself really for a while, but I sort of equated to. You know, if you, if you, you kind of your brain just runs out of energy. It's not just being a bit tired, and it's not a case of you can like man up and you can get over it. Mm. It's I always say that if you can't 
drive to say London on a fiver's worth of petrol because you don't have enough petrol in yeah. your tank. It's the same sort of thing with your with your mind. You don't have enough like energy in it to get through the day, so you just you kind of break down. Yeah, but it's not. Yeah, it's not a case of just being just being a bit tired. It's not the same as yeah. You know, a few hours extra sleep will sort it out. It's it's changes to your brain. It's, yeah, um, but you can you can get. I mean, you can spend time getting annoyed. I mean, I spent loads of time getting annoyed, thinking enough of thinking enough of replies to them. But to be honest, it's just something that they say and they've gone about a few seconds later, and it's something that you ruminate on. Um, it's it's definitely not worth wasting your energy on it. Yeah, so you'll find that there's some people in life. Um, some people want to um, want to learn about your condition and want and you know be. I don't want to say sympathetic because you don't want sympathy, but people will be, will be more understanding and these people that just don't mm. and you can't really change that. So No, those that want to learn and yeah. be educated will, but those that don't, well, don't. And yeah, and you're right, it's not worth wasting energy. Move on. Um, so thinking about some help and advice that we can give then to our listeners, um, I guess just summing up what we were discussing, it's important to remember that what you see on social media is other people putting their best sides forward. So um, don't try not to get um, hung up and comparing yourself to the images that people spend probably hours curating. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and it's it's a like a, it's like a final product, isn't it? That mm. of, that day. Yeah, it, it's definitely not real. A bit like the fake environment that you were in yeah. the hospital. It's yeah. not real. No, it's not real. Um, and a lot of people um, that you see on social media won't have a brain injury. So it is unrealistic to compare yourself anyway. To That's the thing, isn't it? Yeah. Because you just, you do compare yourself. And I've not, you know, if, often if you compare yourself to others with brain injuries, then you, you know, you find you're not doing that bad. But I've never I've been one of, com- tried to compare myself to people that are, Trying, I'm think, trying to think of a better way to say normal people. But, um, <laughs> Non-brain injured yeah. people. Neurotypical, I think. Is neurotypical. The, yeah, is yeah I like that. It's neurotypical. Um, and, you, you know, we talked about other ways of distracting yourself, um, whether it's, um, you know, getting in something like fitness. I know people that have um, used the fitness to to get into fundraising for various charities. You've, of course, done your public speaking as well. I've done, yeah, I've done public speaking. I've done a lot of fundraising though as well. And I think the first the first thing I did, I think it was a 10K race, something like that. And um, I did a sponsorship for it. And I did, um, I eventually did the first Great North Run. And um, it was a way that having having a brain injury, it made me feel like useless, but this this um you know i didn't have a job everybody else had a purpose in life i just felt i remember there was one quite depressing day that i was thinking if i wasn't here apart from my family and friends obviously being upset you know i would made no difference to this world but i think the first time the first time i raised some money for a charity i felt like i felt like i had a purpose and that mm. gave me a like a reason to get out of bed in the morning and that it brought all that back so yeah i think anything anything you can do for somebody else because obviously like all throughout your time in hospital all throughout your time in recovery it's all about you you yeah. and you think how can i make them better for myself and it comes very it becomes very the whole thing's geared towards you becoming quite selfish but if 
if you then do some fundraising for a charity or if you do if you just do something for somebody else just help help with whatever help help anybody out and you do you feel I've, well from my experience I felt so much better away and I felt I felt like I had a purpose in life. Yeah, I think that's important. Um, distracting yourself with something that gives you purpose, whether it's for yourself, whether it's for other people, you feeling value in what you do. Yeah, a reason um, to get out of bed in the morning. Absolutely. I think was... But at the same time, in moderation. In moderation, yeah. And not um, replacing one obsession with another. And I think the final point is, you know, don't waste energy getting annoyed with people who don't understand and don't have any interest in understanding. People, there'll be good people in your life. Um, not to say that everybody who doesn't um, take an interest is a bad person, but it's just it's what you want to waste your energy on, isn't it? And mm -hmm. there'll be people, you know, family and friends, people who care about you, they will make an effort to understand your condition. And people who don't, then, you know, it's not really, it's not worth worrying about because they're no, not there are better things to, to, uh, to focus on. In the next episode, we'll be talking about the dangers of comparing yourself to others after brain injury. Make sure you check out the footnotes for more help, advice and resources.